feeling like I have to fit into this like real housewives of motorcycle world like cookie cutter shit but like never thought I would hear that sentence on the podcast (laughs) it's a very specific category (laughs) hello friends and welcome back to another episode of pickles and vodka the unfiltered mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. You got that? I nailed the intro this time. Last week, I literally forgot what my own tagline was. <laughs> One of my neighbors just sneezed really loudly in the background. Um, this is my life. This is my chaotic, unfiltered, imperfect life. And I am more than happy to be here with y'all talking about mental health today. I'm not sure if you can hear, but my sound quality is a little bit different. It's because my microphone that I've been using since 2018 decided to conk out on me. I think I just need to replace the cable. Uh, Honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. (laughs) But if the sound quality is different, that's why I'm working on replacing it. Uh, Again, not apologizing. I'm trying to be better about not apologizing for things, especially things that are outside of my control. Um, But it is what it is. The show must go on. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I said last week that I was going to have a guest on, and at the time I didn't know who it was because I don't really plan well, but um, I'm happy to say that it is a former guest of the podcast. Her name is Rachel. The last time I interviewed her was in 2019 in the summer. Rachel is a friend of mine that I met through motorcycles. She's a mother of two. She's a small business owner. She lives in New York, and she has a lot of mental health issues that she talks about on our original episode, which is number 12. If you want to go back and listen, you can hear more about her childhood and her mental health origin story. But on this episode, uh, it's funny, we talk about uh, motherhood and mental health, like how hard it is to raise kids in this day and age, and especially as someone who does struggle with mental health. Um, She talks about some of the ways she's been coping, and we just shoot the shit, basically. It's really great. I loved having her on again. But before I launch into that interview, I just wanted to say a word about what's going on in America right now, because it's impacting a lot of people's mental health. Um, And that is Roe v. Wade potentially being overturned. So if you don't know, I am the oldest of seven. I grew up in a religious household where we were taught pro-life, quote-unquote, values. And for the longest time in childhood and early adulthood, I did believe that abortion was murder. Um, Obviously, now I've swung around in the complete opposite direction. Um, I'm pro-choice. I think that no one should tell a a person who's pregnant what to do with their bodies. Um, It's just terrifying to me to see some of the responses that a lot of people, including people in my family, have had to this debate going on right now. Um, Just complete inability to listen to the other side or to just try to empathize with these people that are getting an abortion. Like, there's so many reasons someone could be getting an abortion, and it's not often what they paint it as. Like, Most of the people who get abortions are already parents. There's a lot of medical reasons and uh, financial reasons. And, like, why do you even need a reason? Like, as you can hear, I'm very upset about this news. And I'm trying to do what I can to help. Abortion is still legal in the United States. But we can't take that for granted. And I think as more states potentially outlaw abortion or heavily restrict it, it's so important to help the people who need them still be able to get them in a timely manner. And so I've started a fundraiser. Another thing I do on the side besides this podcast is create art. I do typography and mixed media collage with a theme of mental health. And one thing that I've done before that I'm doing again now is I am designing custom commissions for uh, $5 or $15. $5 gets you a digital print, and $15 gets you a card in the mail. And all the proceeds that I get, I'm going to donate to a local abortion fund. So it's called Blue Ridge Abortion Fund. It's here in Virginia. 
Uh, I love what they're doing, and I really am passionate about connecting people with the healthcare they need. It's just, it's literally life and death, which is so crazy to say because, I don't know, the terms are very black and white, but like these people say they're pro-life, but then they don't let people get an abortion, and then that person can then in turn die, either from like physical complications or mental health complications. You hear about these ki- like kids getting raped and having like being forced to ha- give birth. You hear about people who are with abusive partners having to have their, a kid with them. And I, I think one argument that I'm not hearing enough of is the argument that abortion or not having access to an abortion can just be devastating for your mental health. Um, so anyway, I'm doing custom designs. If you want to check out my work to see some examples, um, go follow me on my art page at depressive type, no spaces, no punctuation, just the words depressive and type. I have more details there. I also have details on my personal Instagram at xtinajumper. And yeah, send me a donation. Um, that will make sure it gets into the hands of this abortion fund. And you'll also get a cool custom design out of it. So yeah, I just wanted to um, share that with y'all. It's It's been a hard week to be a woman in America. It's, I mean, it's been a hard year to be a, a person in this country, honestly. Um, and I still recognize that we have so many privileges that a lot of people don't. I mean, look at what's going on in Ukraine. It's, it's just... I'm getting overwhelmed now just talking about it because it seems like there's no silver linings anywhere and sometimes there aren't, period. Sometimes there's no silver linings. <laughs> That's the podcast. Bye, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, another thing before I leave the topic of abortion. Um, I wanted to remind y'all that I have two recent episodes that deal with abortion that you can go check out if you're curious on hearing stories from people who are directly affected by it. Episodes 60 and 61, An Abortion Story, Part 1 and 2, featuring my friend Mary, uh, is a first-hand interview with someone who's had an abortion, and she talks about the events leading up to it and what was going on with her mentally at the time, and then the second part focuses on what happened after she had the abortion. So first episode everything leading up to it, second episode, the aftermath. The one moment in this interview that really struck out to me was when Mary was saying that she doesn't regret it and she's glad that she was able to do it, but then also she said she carries around the ultrasound with her in her wallet, like, years later. And that really broke my heart because I I know Mary uh, just from being her online friend and she does want kids someday and she's a very nurturing, generous, eloquent person and she would be a great mom. But the fact is when she became pregnant, you know, she was going through a lot. She couldn't afford it. She had mental health issues that she was dealing with. And so um, she decided to terminate the pregnancy. And it's a really brave thing that she did talking to me about it. So I would encourage you again to go listen to episodes 60 and 61, An Abortion Story, part one and two. The other episode that I wanted to recommend is uh, number 62, Life, Death, and Gratitude, featuring Jeremy Andre. Jeremy came on to tell me the story of him and his wife and the complications that arose when they were trying to start a family. Um, They had multiple miscarriages and uh, ultimately an abortion because otherwise his wife just, well, he'll, he talks about it in the episode. But that story was really interesting because you don't often hear about abortion from the perspective of the men. And not only that, but they both really, really wanted children. And um, they hated having to be in this situation. It's just, I think it's so important to listen to different perspectives. That's one of the best things to come out of this podcast for me personally is just talking to all these people and hearing about lives that are so different from my own. We might have this stuff in common. Uh, We might struggle with our mental health. But in the end, I I can never know what it's like to 
have an abortion, for instance, like I've never had to have one. I, I would get one in a heartbeat if I, A, was put in that situation and B, if I had access to it, you know, but it's just really good stuff. So again, episodes 60, 61, and 62. So with that said, um, I'm going to play the interview that I recorded with Rachel just now. I think it's really interesting that I met her through motorcycles and it's uh, International Female Ride Day today. And also it's Mother's Day tomorrow. And uh, she's talking about motherhood and mental health and then meanwhile all this Roe v. Wade stuff is going on so the timing is definitely very interesting. I hope you all enjoy. Stick around for the end of the episode to hear about some ways you can support the podcast and share the love. I hope you all enjoy. Recording in progress. Hello. Hey. Oh my god. You do sound sick. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I sound like a man. It's okay. It's okay. You're, you're you showed up. It's all you can really do. It is these days. Are the kids watching Netflix? No, actually, I think they're both asleep. <gasps> oh, we won't one be is, too rowdy then. Yeah, one is definitely asleep, and I think the other one is um, of course. Tell me again um, the ages of your kids right now and remind me their names also for the listeners, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, my name is Rachel. I'm a mother of two. Lovely, energetic, lively little boys. Why the pause? <laughs> oh, I- <laughs> I don't. I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> it sounded like you were going somewhere. Oh my god! How old are they? Um, okay, so Roland is four and a half. He's in pre-K, public school in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, PS one ten. Yeah, awesome <laughs> school. Uh, Barrett is two and a half. Okay, so he- one year in between. Two years, exactly. Oh, okay. Like two years and one week. That's a good amount of time. It's, you know, it's kind of perfect in my mind. Like joint birthday parties forever. I kind of get like off the hook (laughs) in like kind of acting like I only have one child, but I have two. Um, (laughs) Don't tell them I said that. I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's like once you have one, what's what's another one, you know? (laughs) it you you tell yourself <laughs> well I, i'm speaking from absolutely People no authority you. whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> you tell yourself that and you justify it in your head but it's two is another beast well dude beast. The, the last Especially time like when they're boys oh boys, my god like yeah it's just like you know, there's a physiological hormonal level in which, um, like my children are <laughs> predispositioned to that are just intense. <laughs> I can't, intense is like the least strong word that I would use for that. I think, you know, that's probably why the pause is earlier. It's like hard to, you know, say <laughs> descriptive words that are accurate of my children. Well, last time you know, I talked to so you, so many that you could. <laughs> last time I talked to you was two years ago, pretty much, because it was 2020, Gosh. and so that means you must have either been pregnant with Barrett or like just had him or something. I think I was probably pregnant. That makes sense. So, for pickles and vodka listeners, Rachel was on my podcast two years ago, and we talked about like your childhood and stuff, and your ADHD and anxiety and all yeah. that fun stuff. Uh Um, but uh I just wanted to ask you, like, how are you doing right now in this moment? Like, what's going on with you today? Where's your headspace Um, at? I'm good. You know, there's, it's been a little bit tough because I've been sick and I've been home with my children, um, while they have been sick for kind of weeks now. Um, so I have to like preface everything that I say today with the fact that like, I'm a better mom when I'm away from, when I like get time away from my children and I haven't mm-hmm. gotten that for a while. <laughs> so that is a little, it's a little wearing on one's mental health for sure. 
Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. You know, my kids are great. Um, they're a lot, but it's good, and I can't really complain. Um, I'm lucky to get to be with them in like a such a pinnacle developmental time, and they're you know as mental terrors that they are um they're wonderful as well they're so adorable and kind and um just very sweet little boys so I'm very lucky to have them in my life for sure for sure do you have any help right now um I you know I am lucky to have some family help but um Jason and Jason is a freelance freelancer so he is home often um we have been pushing really hard, you know, in recent years and his career is kind of going places at the moment. So he's actually been working um, nonstop for like a month straight. Um, so I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad, but also that's hard, for, you know, that must be hard for you and the boys. Yeah. And my, his, his parents who help a lot have been traveling um, but then I also have a business partner now with Doomed. That's kind of a very new recent thing. With Is my this brand. like um, classified information? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But I haven't, I haven't really put it out there publicly like I am right now. Um, but um, yeah, I've got a new partner there and we're about to release some really cool new things. And he comes and helps um, a lot with the kids, which is, which is cool. Yeah. And congratulations. Like two husbands. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I love that. Like your business is incredible. Uh, Rachel's, uh, uh, how would you classify the type of work you do? Like leather work or it's more than that. It's more than that now. So I, we don't have I'm to talk working... about work too much. Don't worry. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm working on kind of a, a new drop that will explain that more. And I'll, um, I'll let you be the first to kind of put it out there, but it's, um, it's morphing into so much more. Um, it started out as just kind of leather work and like lifestyle and, and being in the motorcycle world and traveling and meeting people for that. Um, becoming a mom is a crazy transition um, in which like, I just don't have the time to do the handmade portion of the business as much yeah. as I've wanted to. So unfortunately, unfortunately, it's kind of forcing us to grow in a lot of different ways. So we um, call ourselves an adventure club. Um, you know, I've been a lifestyle brand for eight years now. And um, now we are offering different services that are geared more towards mental health and um, supporting moms, supporting parents, supporting like anyone that needs, you know, some herbal assistance to get through the day. Uh, I'm giving the camera that's not on a very knowing look right now. <laughs> Dude, that is so crazy though, because like, I literally didn't know that uh, yeah. before yeah. I reached out to you, or I guess you you volunteered to talk to me. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's been a big transition for me and, um, it makes so much sense and, and kind of integrates into like the way that my life is so much better. And I'm helping people at the same time, you know, I, yeah. like a lot of times it's people who are at the, you know, at the moment it's only local, obviously like in-person things in yeah. Greenpoint and in Williamsburg. Um, but it's like, fellow parents who have crazy anxiety <laughs> world in which you know we're raising our children and worry and all of that you know and we take things to help us relax our those anxieties and sleep oftentimes a lot of times it's women that like don't want to drink or have wine or mm -hmm. whatever you know booze to relax but they need something at the end of the day amen I don't even have kids <laughs> and I need that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So don't we all? What gave you the idea um, to to move the business in this direction? I mean, besides fucking living it. Well, I mean, truthfully, it's COVID. Mm. Um, like, so it it's kind of a, not a long story in any shape or form. Um, it was something that like COVID hit, shutdown happened. My husband and I are both freelancers. We yeah. didn't know 
that we normally we don't qualify for unemployment. So we had no idea that there would be any government assistance or anything to step in. And we were like, shit, we have two children mm-hmm. and we need to feed them. And you're living way. in New York. I mean, didn't y'all move yeah. out of the city or are you still there? We have, we are still there. Okay. You were talking the, about it a little bit. Yeah, the boys are in school there, but we have a place that is now outside the city. So we kind of are a little bit in two places at the moment, which is a really nice life. Yeah. Have you seen like Best a both. have you seen a shift happening since COVID, like in terms of people's attitudes toward mental health in general, but just like mothers, like the kind of stuff you're trying to do? Um, have you found a good reception for it? that like kind of the um the allowance for that to be a real just thing of like hey I'm sorry I'm having like a moment and like we were people just being understanding of that like before I think I think I was always really embarrassed to kind of share my own mental health like me go actually going on your program before was actually a really big step for me being public about my own mental struggles and like it was very cool and very healing for me to get to share that um, I love that about it that was sure um but I think you know since now it's kind of like (laughs) everyone is depressed everyone is anxious we're all in the same boat (laughs) kind of what's going on dude I don't know I I I cry like every day now and I never used to cry before just at the stupidest things and it's just like it's kind of nice in a way because you know that people won't judge you or at least not judge you as much as they would have before totally and I think that that for me has been good to just be able like let's just have that grace for everyone like you know, we have no idea what someone else's shoes are like. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can complain all day long about being stuck with my kids, but the reality is, like, I'm—I have—I own property. I have three acres upstate now. But when I'm stuck with them, it's like I'm up here, yeah, <laughs> like with a giant garden that I can go and grow food for my family. Like, I mean, it's—it's it's not a bad life. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But also. Uh... I kind of run into the same thing where it's like, I can't complain, but also your complaints are valid, you know, like there's always going to be someone worse off than you. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I still have my days where like, oh my God, it feels like the world is falling on top of me. Like, so with my children they well, definitely push me to the brink of like sanity sometimes what does like, that look like for you so I, I think this is a prime example one big um like help through all of this has not only been you know the um consumable greens but also in growing like plants i i went really down a road i haven't always had this like we were stuck in the apartment for um with the boys for most of the shutdown. I, I didn't, let me actually step back before I, I jump into that. Let me yeah, step back to you're, the, you're driving the car. How we, how we got into like, you know, our herbal remedies. So we were in a two bedroom apartment in the city. The, I was stuck there with the kids. Jason, my husband was doing liquor delivery for our friend's liquor store, just trying to get tips. I remember that. So that I remember that. We knew that we could, you know, have food. And something was said to by one of our moto friends of like, oh, you guys should sell weed. And we, um, you know, a long time ago became very good friends with someone who is a large player in that game in New York and just kind of never stepped into it. And then all of a sudden we kind of were like, well, let's try it. You're already doing like liquor delivery at the same time. Like might as well add some other cash into our pockets, you know, cash grab as much as we could. Jason worked for three months straight basically. And I was with the kids in our tiny two bedroom Oh my god! In Brooklyn, with you know chains on the the parks where we couldn't go outside, and oh you know being trapped there. So I, for my mental stability, obviously was partaking in our you know herbal business. But I started <laughs> growing really expensive houseplants. Nice. <laughs> like I went down a very bougie like 
houseplant road. I know a lot of people, you know, went down that road as well. Um, but mine just because it's me. Yeah. <laughs> be the most expensive, like crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I love it. How how did people in your life react to that? Or did you keep it a secret at first? I don't think people realize or really understand it like outside of like my husband. My husband it's annoying to him, like, but he also like supports it incredibly. Like he loves how much like it makes me happy and then mm-hmm. like seeing like what comes of it, I think he enjoys as well. But it does like kind of take over less a little bit because I'm like <laughs> it's it's a living thing babe like it has to be repotted like I have to water my plants it's gonna die if I don't you know so it's like really dramatic (laughs) I feel like you fast forwarded like 30 years into the future and you're just this like grandma growing weed in their apartment your apartment (laughs) that's your future you're welcome just you wait. It's already. <laughs> I'm working really hard to make it a reality. So. It's so funny that you said. I can't wait for you to come visit. Oh my god, I property. can't wait. So, uh, listeners, I met Rachel through motorcycling. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In this camp in Pennsylvania, and then oh, I. Can I also just say that it's the International Motorcycle yes! Ride Day, Dude. and I love that we're doing this today. It <laughs> was not intentional, but I love it. I. It's funny. I just made a post <laughs> to one of my Instagram accounts. Um, my little sister got her first bike this year. She's 20 years old. And that's the age I was when I got my first bike. And I found a video of me riding my first ever vehicle, which was this stupid little like buddy scooter. And she's riding on the back and she's like six. And oh my God, it's so fucking cute. And then she got her own bike this year. We went riding the other day for the first time. And I just like was hit with all the feels. Oh my God. I know. It's Amazing. But for real, why isn't she coming with you? Well, she's twenty. It's it's like a twenty-one and up event, right? I mean, <laughs> she also works really we'll hard. About that. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to that this event fun. that Rachel is helping out with. Or are you? You're running it, right? I'm running it. So, yeah. Um, I can. So we met through motorcycles. I, for listeners, my brand is a lifestyle brand that is motorcycle centric so I've spent um a lot of time in the last eight years traveling around going to different events and meeting tons of just like really amazing wonderful women um so this is one that I it's called no man's land and it's put on by a couple of really wonderful groups down south there's kind of three different um groups of ladies in different kind of areas that they all take turns every year hosting so it's never like too much pressure of one person to feel like every year they have to do this one thing, right? Yeah. And it gives the event, like, it's, a, you know, it's not the same every year. Like, it's different, All you know, it's a different ride. And so it gives people a really great reason to be coming back. And I went to the very first one that they hosted, and they were so generous. It was the longest solo trip that I had been on. Um, I think, like, it was 2,200 miles round trip, and it was the longest ride right after my like motorcycle or not right after but my first big solo trip after my motorcycle ride it inspired um you know a ton of products in my line um i like make and design like bags and i did a vest that was inspired by that trip like just from kind of something that i had in use and um anyway it inspired a ton of things in my life and they the second time that i went back they're like so when are you gonna host and i was like really you guys want me to host I hadn't really thought about it before I hadn't wanted to do an event really um but I I kind of was like all right I'll think about it and then I bought a property this year upstate it's beautiful um three acres big spaces and I posted that we bought this compound and immediately they were like you guys want to, do you want to do 2022 and this was last wait so it's going to be on your property yeah, so it's at my house. I'm so fucking, that just so, made me so much more excited. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, immediately, it'll be, <laughs> excuse me. You're good. We plan on doing this, um, you know, all the time, um, but this will be the very first one that we do. I'm so excited for it to be get this group and, of women. This is, it's a lot of women. That, I don't know that you know. I don't actually, think I do. Well, I've cool. been out of the scene for like three years. 
Right. I mean, you've been out, you know, on the other coast, but these are, this is all stuff that happened like five, six years ago for me. So it would have been like when it was around when we met going to that no man's or what was the it? Fox, Fox run. run. Yeah. yeah. So it was around that time. It just was like, a, it's totally a different group of women. So um, it's going to be fun. I'm so like, excited. So like talk about something um, that's good for mental health. Like just the people uh, that I've met through motorcycling. It sounds yeah. like there's like clubs and stuff, but it's really not like that. It's just like every walk of life, every age, every type of bike, every type of person. It's just like, yeah, there's something about the women's motorcycle community in particular that has just been yeah. so, so good. Yeah. I think, that, you know, there's definitely something about women that are kind of fiercely independent and I think to be, you know, woman on a bike, you kind of have to be that, right? You have mm-hmm. to be not afraid of adventure. Well, everything goes wrong. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that is what brings us all together, right? Is that, that ability to walk through those, you know, <laughs> those moments of, of um, uncertainty and strife and difficulty and like, and and do it with a smile on her face right it's like, so true support and uplift each other and be like uh you know they got you babe <laughs> like, yeah my sister wants to go so bad maybe uh next year it'll probably is it in north carolina did i see that on the website it does it sometimes yeah, they, happen there yes yeah yeah it's she'll probably come with me when i when we do that so yeah, yeah. Well, she, we'll talk. Make her come. Yes, year. but I'm I'm so excited. So good. But that sounds it's like good. a lot of stress too to deal with on top of everything else. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know life any other way. <laughs> right. I have talked about that so much on the podcast. Just um, like, what is we... life without being in a crisis? <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I know. Um, I think that like there's my, so I have a brother who is two years, um, older than me. We grew up together in the same household. Um, but our, our childhood lives were very different. And I think it's really, really interesting. My brother lives off, um, the Seattle coast on Orcas Island. He lives on a private island with his family where like they don't you know, they're just really small and quiet in their very peaceful life, um, you know, and mm-hmm. it, that's lovely and wonderful. I would probably go crazy. Yeah. You know, I, on the other hand, have moved to New York City yeah. <laughs> in like the crazy, chaotic, most intense place on the planet. And like, we have our house in the country, but I can't leave the city. Like we actually have an apartment there. So like, we're not... <laughs> we thought we were ready but like the moment we were up here for an experience we were like nope I can't do it you know so it's just it's interesting to me that we have both had whatever trauma we experienced as children like process it in the complete opposite way I know that's so fascinating to think about I'm one of seven and we're all super different you know and it just it's really fascinating to think about like and and my I have we have another sister I have a sister who um you know she's 10 years younger than me so her life and growing up was obviously not the same household than it was for us but yeah, she again is like so different than the two of us as well. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, that's it's, to be expected. Yeah. I think uh, I, I kind of expect people to be the same as me, or if they're not the same as me, like they'll never understand. Especially when it comes to younger siblings, they're just a different breed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I have one that the sister I told you about. She's ten years younger than me, also, and then I have another one that's yeah. eight, eight years younger than me, and. We do a lot of stuff together. Like we're good friends, but uh, we can be good friends now, you know, as the age right. gap kind of is less of a big deal. But right. but sometimes I look at them, I'm like, how are we related? <laughs> Where's the trauma? Where's the struggle? Oh, my sister has her own trauma and struggle. Like, well, yeah, that's the thing. They, they're people yeah. with their individual they, traumas that you might not, not know anything about. I actually, one of my sister and I are very close and we talk about it a lot. Good. I mean, we're really, really support. My brother and I, you know, do not really speak at all, (laughs) but my sister and I are very close. We talk about everything in our lives and our family. Is she into motorcycles? 
She's not. No, she and I couldn't be any different. She <laughs> is like a very reserved um, and like nervous. No, I wouldn't say nervous, but just she doesn't have that like I need to go and speed and adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> like she doesn't have that at all. Um, she's she's an incredibly talented artist um, in her own right. She's a um, a teacher. She's actually a professor. Excuse me. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. She's like a kind of a big hot shot, which is really cool. But it makes me feel old because I'm 10 years older than her. Oh, you're telling me. You're so much more of an adult than me, Becca. (laughs) Well, they probably wouldn't be there without us. So, you know, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like seeing the the, the trash fire that is my list. She's like, nope, don't want anything. Her, it's funny. Her, my brother-in-law, they came, my sister and brother-in-law came and helped us move. We moved out of our apartment and... My brother-in-law comes from a family where every single thing is planned out. And I have two little boys and my life is just chaos at all. Like it's utter like, you know, controlling chaos, hurting cats, like crazy all the time. So us moving was a particular, I also, I have to put in there, I hadn't had childcare or help with the kids for like a month leading up to the move. So it's not like I ever had any time to like, pack or yeah those things like really like without children you know running amok and screaming and whatever anyway they came and helped us but I think it like my brother-in-law he just was like what is going on like where are the plans why do you not have like every box like ready inventoried and like I was just like oh we fly by the seat of our pants around here yeah. <laughs> welcome to and- real life <laughs> yeah welcome to life with two kids like you know we might we do a lot and you know i don't know if it's all successfully but like we have big plans and we have a lot of balls in the air in our world and it, you know it just isn't always pretty and yeah how do you <laughs> like I, I'm curious because I'm not a mother, obviously. I, I will probably never be a mother aside from, you know, my cats. But um, what, how is it knowing, like, you're a person who struggles with mental health. You have two kids. Do you ever worry about them or, like, think about how you're going to approach the subject matter with them someday? I mean, I worry about my kids and their mental health probably every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's it's a really difficult thing to be in charge of another little human's development and their like mental health (laughs) yeah it's a lot of of pressure yeah (laughs) especially as like mom because I obviously am the kind of curator of their lives right now oh and you put it like that (laughs) I mean you know I my husband's obvious like not I don't want to say obviously but my husband's a very involved dad he's a freelancer so he gets to be around a Mm -hmm. lot he's not like nine to five working or in zoom call you know like that's not what our lives are he gets to be an active participant a lot in our lives which is cool Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to child care or their education or you know any of those sorts of you know activities summer camps those things like he's not leading charge with that (laughs) that's all you baby and and it's a lot of work like it's like a full-time job to figure out the programs, like find what's affordable, mm. when is it like curate, how does, so how does one get from point A to point B and what happens when they're there and do they need snacks and like just what kind of shoes do they need, you know, like yeah. all the things like, oh God, it's so much work and taxing on, you know, someone that already struggles with like <laughs> yeah deadlines and you know ADHD like obviously I struggle with hitting deadlines and completing tasks and projects and like all of that so then you throw in yeah not only the complexities of little human lives but the little humans themselves that are eating away at your like attention you know you mm-hmm. I mean it's I don't know how to explain it but having just 
It's a lot. It's a big responsibility. The poke, the poke, not only the responsibility of them, but just the, like the poke, like they just, they're fucking assholes. <laughs> like, like there's the, like, the like screaming in your face, give this to me right now. And you're like, dude, I get like patience. Like I can't, mommy isn't magic. I can't make these things appear. Like give me like two minutes. Like it, the, that mental, like, you know, intolerance is like, terrorism yeah I, I, it's so refreshing to hear you say that because there's so many moms like on instagram for instance who are it's just all rainbows all the time like no you know the instagram no, mom no no and if there anybody's seeing that anymore and anybody's putting that out there they're horrible human beings because that is not what it is <laughs> like, at all yeah at all oh my god don't, like don't spew your lies to the world. <laughs> Don't create that, you know, like. More oh, people man. need to talk about how much of an asshole their kids are. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, we have, we have like nine minutes left. I, I need to, I don't want to upgrade to Zoom plus or whatever. Um, but that's good because, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, no, um. I think, like, yeah, kids and being a mom, like, we, <sighs> there's no weight, like, the weight of being a mother at all, mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's a beautiful thing because in so many ways, like, you kind of are, I've been forced to fix myself. Um, what does and, that look and, like for you, like, fixing yourself? Um, I think, like, forced to really truthfully like look at your own behaviors right like because your kid's an asshole because they learned it from seeing you be an asshole <laughs> it's funny you because your you? username is that <laughs> jerk wife <laughs> i know I, my kids are jerks because i'm a jerk and their dad is on jerk. brand like, it's on brand it's completely on brand it's it's true. It's true. I was telling but, someone the other know, day, like, is... <laughs> if you're not a jerk, if like, if some, you're not a jerk some of the time, I don't trust you. Yeah, for sure. You have to be a real person. I'm sorry. You have to struggle. Like life is hard. We all have moments where things break our armor down. And if you're not willing to be vulnerable or address that, then you're not living in my opinion. Like, yeah. You're not alive what's delineating you from like the the fake instagram people that are like not even like the you know you know like like those Mm -hmm. okay real that are completely computer generated like what's separating you from that (laughs) yeah it's just a thin screen (laughs) yeah like that sounds like a shitty life but i don't know what to judge well it's funny you say that you like didn't really talk about your mental health before because I, I see you as someone who's very vulnerable and you know open about that kind of stuff yeah it's taken a lot of time I think for me to not feel like I needed to pretend like mm-hmm. everything was great and fine you know well, that's like what society expects like is to I just... was being judged at all times because there's definitely you know a part of being doing what I've done and with my brand and being a little bit in the spotlight that I am uncomfortable in as a human being but like yeah you know then feeling like I have to fit into this like real housewives of motorcycle world like cookie cutter shit but like never thought I would hear that sentence on the podcast (laughs) it's a very specific category (laughs) it is a very specific category but I'm so proud of you like I know how much you're suffering you know like let's not say what it isn't it's it's hard it's incredibly hard you know and I like I just I couldn't have it any other way like that it's a it's a choice for me like I know that I create the chaos in my life like what is chaos my children create as me too (laughs) seriously I'm not blind about it but like what's some advice that you might have for like mothers in your situation or like what's something that you wish someone had told you like two years ago I think like it's a hard question 
It's a, that's such a loaded question. I know, I, think I know. Like, truthfully, no, no, no. I think what the, the advice I would give to your listeners, I think goes back to exactly to the same advice that I gave at the end of the last podcast, mm-hmm. especially if you're a woman, like pay attention to the moon and pay attention to your cycles and pay attention to what you're like putting into your body. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Cause that's, that's like, it doesn't mean we can control it. Don't try and control it. Right. That's like something different, but just kind of being mindful and aware of like what is happening energetic on a, like an energetic level that like, you know, and a hormonal level. Like, I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough as like, oh. Hey, like after you have a kid, they, they, there's no support for women at all in our country or like no. her, her new mother. Like it's, it's appalling. It's atrocious. It, it's, it, um, yeah, I was gonna, it, like, so yeah, it's like, there's no discussions about physically what's happening to you, physically what's happened to you, you know, the emotional toll of like the postpartum, postpartum depression. Like, are you kidding me? That is like it's so rampant and common because of everything that motherhood brings the physical changes the hormonal changes the lack of sleep like just the mental deterioration that it creates for the person and then we offer no support and then we like point fingers at moms and we're like oh why aren't you like (laughs) do managing better and you're like in tears like I'm doing the best I fucking can like yeah, just keep doing the best that you fucking can, girl. Seriously. <laughs> you don't have and to be a motorcycle housewife. Like, yeah, you don't have to be a motorcycle housewife. Like, just keep doing the best that you can. It's, yeah. It's not an easy road. I mean, mental health, motherhood, like, any of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's messy. And, like, some days are better than others. Some days I have a great time and I love being with my kids. And some days I want to throw them down the fucking stairs. But, like, <laughs> tomorrow yep. is a new day. Yes, and that's the motto of my family. father will come home. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they'll, I, I know they'll appreciate it someday, you know? like Oh, for sure. They're, I think that's the hardest part is to see how, like, our boys in particular are such like motorcycle royalty like the things that they're gonna get to do because of this what we're into like they're such yes, cool kids I'm jealous of them and then they're little shitheads and you're just like oh you only knew like how good you had it and like I think that's motherhood in a nutshell honestly <laughs> it makes me think of how I don't appreciate my parents <laughs> oh it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Oh my God, the timing of this episode, dude, is I insane. <laughs> I it swear we nice. didn't plan this until like a few hours earlier. <laughs> That's just how life works. It's beautiful. Sometimes things do work out. <laughs> That's why I'm saying listen to the to the Mother Earth, listen to the universe, because like she planned this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? and like it's a lifelong journey to understand yourself and your body. Like it never ends. It doesn't, it does not ever end. It's consistently changing. I mean, we, I could go on another episode if you want to talk about being oh, hell in yeah. your mid-30s and like getting... <laughs> oh my God, I'm turning 30 this year. I'm turning 30 like no. a few weeks after your event, actually. <laughs> Shut up. You are such a baby. Oh I know, God. I'm such a baby. Uh, finally, someone <laughs> said it. Well, hey, we're, this call's about to cut off, but Rachel, I love Perfect. you, and happy fucking Mother's you. Day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that this worked out this way. Me too. I cannot wait to see you. I hope you and Stephanie connect, because she's amazing. I, like, like, yes. I love that she's coming. Me and, um, too. The two of you are going to be right up together. It's going to be so I'm so good. excited. I'll see you soon, and thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Big love. Big love. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. That was my interview with Rachel. I hope you enjoyed. Isn't she just like the fucking best? She's so cool. And I'm so proud of her. And I look up to her a lot. Uh, Also, I realized that we kept talking about uh, recording an an episode in 2020, but it was actually 2019 that we uh, that we did that. So (laughs) her son Barrett wasn't even a twinkle in her eye yet. Um, sometimes we get confused. It's okay. Life is crazy and it moves fast and it's hard to keep up. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Next week, 
I will be doing another solo episode. So I'm going back to my original format, which is one week with a guest and then one week solo. And so next week I will give you a more detailed mental health update for myself. And I will also read the results of this week's pickle poll. If you haven't answered already, there's still time. Uh, This week's question is, how have you always wanted to respond to the question, how are you? I've gotten so many entertaining answers so far. I cannot wait to read them. Uh, You can also send me a voice recording with your answer and I'll play it on the podcast if you want. Uh, Same goes for reviews. Um, If you haven't written me a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Um, Last week I read a review from my mom and I want someone to beat it. I want someone to to one-up Ginger Lou because her review is pretty good. (laughs) Um, So just go to anchor.fm slash pickles and vodka and uh, you can find links to uh, to Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can hear it. I don't know why I'm telling you this. You should know how to listen to my podcast. If you're listening to it, to, if you're listening to it right now, then obviously you're doing something right. So yeah, with that said, goodbye for now. Um, don't forget to check out my art Instagram at depressive type and hit me up for a five or $15 custom art piece. And at the same time, help me raise money for the Blue Ridge abortion fund. And I don't know, hopefully do some good in this twisted place. (laughs) All right. Until next time, y'all be safe. Hello friends, it's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.